It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. listening to the music and concert zone with johnny lightfoot and trent falcone on 97.5-1280 the zone Ninety-seven 97.5-1280 the zone trent falcone johnny lightfoot we are in podcast form buddy you know strangely it feels exactly the same yeah it kind of does doesn't huh? it yeah Podcast sounds almost the same. Feels the same. Feels the same. It's exactly the same. We're in the same studio. Everything is the same. It's just not on air. It's on podcast. And I I guess I'll get into it now of why. Um, a few weeks ago, there was a, maybe a week and a half now, the uh, KSL 97.5 The Zone merger is happening. And obviously there was some changes going on. And while this merger is happening... Um, we were off air for one week, and then this week we are in podcast form, basically until the deal docs are signed, everything comes back to normal, everything's hunky-dory again, and you have to listen to our dumb voices on the air once again. Oh, wait, whoa. Oh, no? Oh, dumb voices. What? No, I'm just Come kidding. On. There's no dumb voices. That's nah, all right. There's nothing dumb about me. Welcome back. <clears throat> A week off. Yeah, it's kind of nice, actually. I'm not going to lie. Probably haven't but, uh, had a week off in like, t- six months, probably, right? Oh, easily. Easily a week off, but uh, in six months. No way. Are you kidding me? Impossible. Sure. But, so right now, uh, the Music and Concert Zone is going to be in podcast form, which is good for the listener, because if you're a fan of this show, and let's be honest, if you're listening to this right now, you are. You. All three of you? Yes, both Both of you. <laughs> You get more of us because guess what, Trent? We technically don't have a time limit anymore. Sure. We could talk until 1 a.m. right now if we wanted to. But the thing is we're not going to, right? Because uh, even uh, we don't want to do that. Even we don't want to listen to that. No, right? no, no. We Well, kiss already happened, so no, there's not, nothing, you know, we're we not can't talk that kiss. long. Yeah, we're not talking about kiss. No. Well, we will a little bit maybe. Maybe. Starting right now. Nope, nope. Actually, in the second segment, because there's a little something I have to bring out about something that someone from Kiss said about another artist. That's called a tease, by the way, Trent. Did you know that? Wow, you really worked Kiss in again to this story. Pretty good, huh? It's unbelievable. But we're not going to talk about it now. <clears throat> we have a couple of shows to talk about that happened while we were off. One of them being, is it Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull. The other being... 311. The USANA house band. <laughs> I think they've been to USANA every year for like 20... Well, really? How long has USANA been around? Oh, been a long while. Oh, uh, yeah. They've year? been, I think, every year. Almost every year. So That's actually kind of cool. Well, let's... Uh, do you want me to start with Pitbull? Pitbull was first. Let's start with Pitbull. I have to tell you, um, it was the most active, loud... Maybe not loud, but active, on-your-feet crowd... 
uh, of the summer at USANA. I'm sure there was a lot of dancing going on. Well, I mean, okay, right? Every show, people are on their feet for the most part. Um, but 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 Pitbull, like when his music comes on, like oh, people no, want to yeah, shake and dance, no. right? No, I mean, there's a difference between when I say on your feet, right? They're standing up. Sure. And they're watching the show and they're bobbing their head and, and that kind of thing. I'm talking like jumping, dancing. Ah, okay. You know, actively moving almost the, I think the entire show. It was, it was like a big uh, house party, a big rave. So Pitbull has a lot of hits. Unbelievable um, amount of hits. And yet I'm right. not all that familiar. Are that, you a fan? I, no, I'm not. Well, I'm not a fan. I do like his songs that I hear, but it's not something that I would necessarily go out and purchase in my library. Yeah. But all the songs I have heard from him have been really good. And I know he collaborates a lot with uh, other artists. Yeah. I mean, again, he had uh, he's just got a um, <clears throat> he's got a certain shtick that he's just he's good at. He's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's not. It's just again, it's not. I'm not really super familiar with it. Sure. Although I've I've done the show, I think twice now. Well, we're rockers. Let's be honest. Well, no, I mean I, but you know the you're aside... kind of rocker light. I mean Morrissey and okay. Let's let really let's take it easy. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Did I did I did I step on your right doll out of, right <laughs> out of the gate? Right. We got to talk trash. <laughs> what do you want? Another week off? Come on. Uh, no, he's he was great. He was very um, entertaining. And again. The the other interesting thing about the crowd, it was uh, just, uh, you know, everybody, younger people, older people, uh, different backgrounds. Just it was awesome. It was cool. And one of the cool things about it, he was very positive to the crowd. Very, okay. uh, very uh, he went out of his way to thank everyone. <clears throat> no, uh, without getting into it, you know, we're living in strange times. You, of course. Yes. A lot of pissed off people for one reason or another. Uh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. And um, essentially just said, you know what, for two hours, it doesn't matter, right? It's music. We're having that's fun. That's the one thing we all agree on. Okay. Music, right? We're yeah. here to have a good time. The beat, songs, doesn't matter your background, what you believe in, your color, your bl- whatever. All that nonsense doesn't matter. And he was dead on. It was, you know, as a, a unified group of people as you've ever seen. I love that. It was awesome. That's what concerts are. I guess that's are why they all... call him Mr. World Worldwide, right? I'm sure there's more reasons, but that's a great sure, one to have sure. for sure. And let's be honest, that's what concerts are all about. That's what music is all about. It doesn't matter anything else that's going on in the world. It's about uniting everybody to something we all enjoy and having fun and not caring what happens that night. We're just here. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's happened anywhere. And I don't want to get too political on it, but it's just about fun it's about music it's about enjoying the evening well i mean not to get corny right but you've you you've seen those stories of these bands that have been around for decades right mm-hmm. and they have the hit song and no matter where they go in the world right they go anywhere in the world and non-english speaking parts oh, yeah. of the world yeah. they know every word they know every Yep. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. No, that's again, that's the that's the point of music. You know, I, uh, sports, not dissimilar. Right. No, no. Tur- turn off your worries, tur- whatever your whatever. You, you can know, go... now, sports are a little different because you, of course, you've got the my team, your team. Right. But so maybe th- that's not a good comparison. No, no, it is because some some athletes break that barrier. Like you can go anywhere in the world and say Kobe Bryant and yeah, most people true. know who that is. Sure. But. 
and uh, the team he played for, for that fact. But I don't know if there's the same feeling as you know at a show, a concert, as say BYU Utah game. No. We're all together. We're all enjoying ourselves. But let's not let's sure. let's be straight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got a side. Of course, most people. You got do a in side, yeah. and you're not. You know. You're not. You're not. Now, swaying. hopefully, it's friendly. Right. My favorite is at those games where they'll, they'll show audiences, and you can see like a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Oh, it's epic. And one's got BYU, one's got Utah, I, and one a, of them is not happy. <laughs> well, that's that. Yeah. So I take it back. It's I guess sports. Are, they're not the same. You well, can go are. to a you can go to a game. <clears throat> In love with someone, friends with someone. Oh, and leave hating if, Well, not hate, that's a strong <laughs> word, but still, like I know, I know a, 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 she worked in radio years ago and has been married for years. And oh, if I get it wrong, she'll kill me if she hears it. Well, I don't, believe, don't say. I believe she was a B, she was BYU. Okay. And hubby was Utah. Oh. Yeah. And that was it. That game was like, I mean, you know. Yeah, we love each other, but we're talking trash. On Holy War, on Holy War Day. That's it. Nothing no, doesn't that, matter. Yeah, we are not so, friends. We are not together. Again, I got it. I guess as close you get as you would get at a show is like, no, that's not the best song. This is the best song. Or, you know, in my case, who is the coolest <laughs> Spice Girl or something? I don't know. That's oh, another story. Of, anyway, of, of course, Ginger Spice. Exactly. <laughs> that is precisely the right answer. Right. I know. Good for, hey, man. I all know. Right. I know. Good for you. Now, the only thing I can compare it to concert-wise is when Kiss opened oh, up for, for Aerosmith. That was weird. I'm not even going to talk about it. Oh, sorry. Did I throw Kiss in again? I'm so sorry. I forgot. <sighs> did Did you see Aerosmith? We've talked about this before. I have seen Aerosmith, yeah. No, at that show? Oh, yeah. It was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I left. Yeah. I left. I, I, I love Aerosmith. I saw the songs I wanted to hear. And I was gone. It was too weird for me to turn around and see Gene Simmons' painted face on a fan behind me singing, uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady. All right, so I take it back. So you can even have uh, rivalries at concerts. I take it back. It Everything was Everything I just said was I was incorrect. It, no, anyway, Pitbull, though. It was oh, great. right. Is that what we were talking about? It was about? great. We somehow got from Pitbull to Kiss. Imagine again. that. But um, No, it was great. It was spectacular. Very entertaining. Iggy Azalea opened the show. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, are you familiar? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, of course. Not your cup of tea. It was, it was, um, she was entertaining. She did what she was supposed to do. So we'll l- say that. Let me back up here a little bit more about Pitbull. Uh, going into it, you probably, I mean, you knew obviously what, what it was, but sure. you probably didn't expect what it was. Right. Well, I've done it before. It's been a few years ago. Okay. I can't remember. Five years ago, maybe. So I was familiar on what to expect. So would you go see Pitbull again based on the last concert you just saw? Would I buy a ticket? Mm-hmm. No. No? Probably not. No. Okay. Is he entertaining? Absolutely. Would you be entertained? But, I, you know, I'm in a different... Well, know, yeah, we both are. I, I, I'm I, just curious if, like, the the person who's not familiar with him... Has heard about Pitbull. Everyone knows Pitbull's name. Not everyone knows their songs. I, his songs. I couldn't even tell. Name one right now. Fireball. Okay, thank you. I do know that one. That's so. Never mind. Scratch me. I'm gone. The only reason I would, when I say I wouldn't buy one is just simply because I'm certain. You know. You have too many hookups. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we're off to a rough start, aren't we? <laughs> we can't take a week off. No, because I would say. Um, was he entertaining? Absolutely. If somebody called me and said, hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to come? 
uh, with us. I would I would probably, depending on what was up, I'd probably go. But uh, would I buy one? No, simply because I'm sure that there are probably seven other shows sure. that I would rather see, you know, more so than that show. Okay. Uh, All but right. It, yeah, he, what, did he put on a great show? If, uh, again, you don't have... Um, it, was a, it was a successful night that uh, a lot of people enjoyed. Yeah, thousands and, of people dancing. And next time he comes, whether it's next year or six months, it'll be... A lot of people, may probably even more, yep. that'll come and see him again and leave going, that was an awesome concert. They they had a great time. And then 311. Yeah, 311. Let's get into that. You know, again, I I, they've, I think they've been every year that USANA has been open. And um, some of the nicest people on, uh, oh, on the planet. Uh, some of the amazing. nicest people. Um also, just not really my not really my bag. I like uh, bits and pieces. You know, they certainly have some songs that I dig. Okay, uh, but again, man, that is a fan. That's a group of fans that. Wow. So the first time Three Eleven came here, I opened up for them at the Zephyr Club. No. Yes. What band? Uh, Honest Engine oh, was one of my goodness, bands. I remember that. And um, yeah, we were watching them. Blown away by them. I remember they showed up in a beat-up old van with a trailer. This is just after... Actually, it was just before... No, it was after the the first album, Music, was released. Just barely released, and the record company sent him out. Here's your, you know, $500 a month for gas or whatever, you know, you make to go on a van tour. Sure. And uh, you go out and wow the world, and we'll see what happens with you. Well, I told you I saw them with the Deftones at Saltaire, which yeah, it was was that the first album as music? It had to be, yeah. So that was you probably saw Zephyr. That was before the Deftones show. It I'm was sure they played the Zephyr prior to the Saltaire. Yes, it was <clears> the <throat> first time they had been in Salt Lake. Was at the Zephyr show, to my knowledge. Yeah, no, they. Um, I mean, my God, the fans—they are. You know, the, all fans, all you know, bands have uh, obviously obsessive fans, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> the three eleven fans, my goodness, they are—they just seem like they're in a different category. And I, you know, listen, I'm a fan of—I'm a fan of some music and oh, some yeah. bands. Of and, course, uh, I'm definitely passionate. But man, that's a—and it never changes. It's always every. I've, I bet I've done three eleven. A dozen times, and every time it's the same. Three Eleven is almost a Salt Lake City slash Utah local, local band. band. Yeah, yeah, they well, are because we've watched them grow up from the Zephyr to probably the Zephyr again to Salt Air to becoming Usana's house band. Well, and again, you know they uh, they're they put on a great show. It's um, and it sells out every time, man. That's what's awesome. Well, it doesn't quite sell out. No. I wouldn't say that. Well, um, uh, maybe not Usana, but I know all like the Zephyr Club was sold out. The uh oh, sure. Salt Airs were sold out. Sure, no, sure. Absolutely. But well, how long have they been it's my god, it's been what how many years? 25 well, years. Well, what what would you say how many people have been uh at Usana for that show? Roughly. Oh, I mean, I I mean, I don't really get into the specifics, but it was it was definitely probably under 10. Barely though, right? I don't, you know, again. On a down year, that's pretty good. Well, and there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. There's a lot going on. There, you know, there are now protocols and, you know, right. all of that. So, um, yeah, in a during a pandemic, not a bad not a bad turnout. Right? No, and not, not a, at all. It wasn't a warm evening, right? Last right. show of the season. And, um, yeah, they're always solid. Are they, are they 20,000 people solid? I mean, not all the time. But who is, right? Nobody is, so... 
And they were great in Amber. I know everybody knows that song, right? They yeah, talk about over overplayed yes. songs, yeah. but there's a reason it's a hit. It's spectacular. But I got to say, man, I know this is not no surprise to anyone. The Cure, they do love song. Right. It's a great version of that song. It really is. It's a great version. It almost feels like their song. And bass player's name? Peanut. Peanut. Yeah. One I've sat down old... with him a couple times, like at NAM shows, and we've just traded yeah. some licks, and I'll tell you, man, that guy is <laughs> humble and amazing. One of the only guys I, in my memory that does a bass solo that, that isn't like a metal band, <laughs> right? He did, a, like, there was a whole shtick where yeah. he, he does a five-minute bass solo. Few, and, uh, few bass players can hold attention of a crowd during a bass solo. Very few. Yeah, no. and It's uh, a time to go to the merch table or go to concessions and hang. Oh, it's the bass solo? Okay. Yeah, no, it was. Peanut uh, can do that. It was a good time. and uh, Gene rapped- does that. Oh, man, how many times are you going to? Getty bring... Lee could do that. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out bass players. Uh, uh, the only Flea. reason the only reason Gene can do it less, let's, cl- let's, well, because we know what's coming. Let's be fair. It's because he spits blood all over the place. His, yeah. you know, is he? You know, he's really not doing a technical oh, no. solo. By no, the, any... ba- the bass solo is horrible. Sure. Well, musically, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. How I was going to use that word, but my son can play a better bass solo. But let's be honest; it's not really a solo. No. It's effects. It's entertainment. He's make, well, he's not really doing a solo. He's just no. making noise right. to build up to the the climax of the blood. Right. Right. The it's gag. Right. It's still a bass solo, but it's not a bass solo yeah, like. Not really. No, not like what Peanut would do or Flea sure. or Claypool or no, so, anybody. It's, effect. it's oh, a, yeah. It's special effects. That's it. Anyway, off of Kiss on to three eleven. <laughs> great show. If you didn't see it, uh, I'm sure they will be next uh, back next year. I'm sure they will too. Yeah, great. Why, show. why wouldn't they be? And uh, again, Usana wrapped up for this season. And uh, right, was it? Hey, let's let's uh, let's talk a little uh, seriousness here. Was it was a good season? Being like the first real tour season coming back. You know, well, you know, tricky question, right? Because um, are we happy to have shows back? Period. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I, that's um, what I mean. I think I personally think it was successful because I know there was turnout at at oh, certain no, shows. Sure. People came out. People loved it. They were no, happy absolutely. to be there. No, sir. If we're talking ticket sales, it, of course, it yeah. was a great. Um, just overall, what we're used to, what I'm used to, right? Just um, well, it's probably down a little, right? Well, you, I, I don't even mean ticket sales. I just mean, you know. Again, we're in a pandemic, right? And we start the season generally in sometimes May. Right. And we go until October. And this was sort of just a slam, like, end of August. Mm -hmm. I think actually end of July. Get in as much as possible with the bands that are touring. So it was was absolutely a successful successful season. What was it? Nothing. Um, (laughs) But it just, it's not what I was used to. I'm used, you know, we're used to 25 shows, 30 shows. Well, right. And we're, you know, I think we had about 13. And um, hey, but I'll take them. They were... Absolutely, but you also started what four months late. Oh, totally. So you know, and uh, again, in in an interesting period of time, and so was it. Yeah. It was sim- It was successful simply because it happened. That that's it what existed, I'm saying. Right? And, and it didn't get completely shut down, and we didn't go back into lockdown. We we made it work for this 2021 season, and every year from here on out is going to get better and bigger and bigger. No, next year will be, uh, I suspect it will be a monster season, and yeah. again, it will be, um, but, you know, who knows, again, it's it, it, it's going to be a different time. It's going to be a different time. Okay. 
you're going to have to be, uh, it's going to be up to you whether you take part in it or not. You know, I, uh, let's not even, we want to get into it, but yeah, there will be a lot of shows next summer. Uh, whether or not you choose to come to them, as always, it used to be just about buying a ticket. Right. Now there will probably be other things that okay. you either have to do or I'm you okay don't have with to. It. Sure. And I'm if you're okay not, with it. That's okay too, but um, it's not like, unlike jazz games and everything right. else, right? It's just. Right. What are you going to do? But I can't wait. I'm excited. And um, again, it's not like music is over, right? We've got... No, we go indoors now. Great shows at Vivint yeah. coming up. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Concert schedule at Vivint. Uh, mm. I'm sure the Complex. Where, where else? Uh, the, the, the Depot, the State Room, Salt Air. Union Event Center. Even I Liquid mean, Joe's has got great stuff coming. You know? I know and s- I don't mean that even Liquid, even Liquid Joe's. I mean, Liquid Joe's is a cool venue. In fact, they're building a brand new stage right now. They're taking down that old stage with the big wall in front of it, and they are completely remodeling the whole stage and making it bigger. So they're planning on bringing in even more acts and a larger acts than you've been getting there. No, it's yeah. There's um, there's no there's no stopping. There's no rest. I mean, no. just this week we have. Uh, what day is it? Uh, today is actually Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, this week is uh, Primus. Uh, tonight. <laughs> well, let me let, let me let me let me let me reiterate here. Because we're in podcast form, we we're actually recording this on a Tuesday night, and it will air on a Wednesday night. And we're doing it pre-recorded because we're not on the air, so sure. we can do it this way. And plus, Trent has shows coming up sure. Wednesday night. Primus tomorrow or Wednesday, right? Uh, Jimmy World taking back Sunday the same night. Um, wow. A, a day to remember is uh, Thursday at now, Salt Air. Hold on. Let me back up. If I am under, if I remember this correctly, Primus yes. is playing Rushes. Rush. Yeah. It's like, it's don't go necessarily and expect Jerry was a race car driver and, and all the, the songs that you heard off Sailing of the Seas of Cheese and all the other records. This is a Rush night. But I have to assume it's uh, generally when bands do this, right? It's, it's this record in its entirety plus... Mm-hmm. The hits. Okay. I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine you're not going to hear something besides And they're doing that. a farewell to King's record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah. So, so, yeah, a lot of great music. And then um, uh, what else this week? Oh, my God. There's, uh, there's Jimmy Eat World, which you just mentioned. Jimmy Sunday. What's this weekend? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But, no, we'll, we'll get to it in we'll another segment. We'll get to it segment. in another segment with the, the upcoming. So I uh, – I want to talk about one other thing here that happened, a little bit of music news, and I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to try something a little different here, Trent. But uh, this week, I believe, or maybe it was uh, late last week, Iron Maiden released a brand new record. I didn't hear it, but I heard one of the singles, and it ruled. Right? And I'm not a Maiden guy. Me neither. I mean, I like, I like the handful of that yes. everybody likes, but yes. it was. I have a buddy that loves them. And I was going to talk trash, be like, this is the best thing they've done in 20 years. But yeah, how's the album? It's it's like classic Maiden, but with the new sound. It's so cool. I like it. Uh, the album is called, and I'm probably going to probably gonna get this wrong, but I believe it's Senjutsu. Senjutsu? Is that how you say that? I'll buy that. S-E-N-J-U-T-S-U. Iron Maiden Senjutsu. And you know what? I'm going to play a track off it. I'll list a little bit of it right now.
has that maiden sound. It's classic maiden, right? I mean, it's yeah, and not again, not being a huge maiden guy. That's it's maiden, right? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, well, I wonder. I'm gonna. You know what? I'll text my buddy. Okay. I'm wondering if it's like this is brilliant or you know classic it's not classic maiden like a diehard maiden fan what do they think well i think like any band it's it's uh it's never going to be we've talked about this on air it's never going to be what you grew up with don't right? say the name you know what i'm saying though yeah no i was just gonna say don't bring up that band again i'm not gonna bring up that band again but it's not the same and uh so and you you mentioned I, we, we kind of went back and forth on it. Should a band continue writing what they did, or do they progress with the times? And as you put it, the new Maiden could grasp a whole new group of fans. Whole, this could be their first experience to Maiden. This could be, you know, name your favorite Maiden album from the past, and this could be that to someone else. Well, it absolutely will be. That's just it, right? Like, that, yeah, you know there's going to be a whole generation of fans that... You know, somewhere in time, isn't it's not going to mean as well. It probably will mean something to them, but they will be turned on to Maiden because yeah. of this record, which is that's that's the beautiful part about it, right? That is. Now, I want to play something um, a little different here from the same album. This is the song that they're calling "quote unquote" the hit, and uh, this is called "The Writing on the Wall." And just so you know, on YouTube, this already has 15 million views. Wow. This song alone. So let's let's get into this a little. This kind of has a little different sound, not quite what you would expect from Maiden. I thought it was Bon Jovi. It does have that feel, doesn't it? Same kind of vibe. It has that almost wanted dead or alive vibe. But just wait. When the vocals come in, you get that classic Maiden sound out of it. So if you're, uh, we're we're just going to play a little bit of it here, but give yourself a chance if you're a Maiden fan or if you're not and you like the sound of this, give this song a chance. Let it go into it. It has that Maiden feel for sure. I think it's awesome that Iron Maiden's releasing a new record. I think that alone is cool. There was a time where it was over for them. Bruce became an airline pilot. Is it, did they really stop, though? I thought they just They did. No, no. Well. They didn't break up. They didn't break didn't up. somebody leave and somebody came back? And yeah, then, and then they added like 16 guitar players to the band. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. And, and Bruce Dickinson left and became an actual... Sure. 747 pilot not not this is not a stick he, like he really did it for a job for a little bit and said he didn't like it and wanted to keep touring see i didn't see that i didn't hear that yeah. part but that documentary we talked oh yeah flight sits <laughs> i can't talk tonight You're all right man. flight six 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 yes awesome yeah, it's amazing awesome he put everybody he put the whole band and the crew and the gear in a 747 and flew no, all over the world. And he was the pilot. He'd get done with a show, and and he would actually dress up in the uh, outfit, yeah. like yeah. a pilot pilot's yeah. outfit. Yeah, the suit, yeah. Now, if you were you were the singer of Iron Maiden and you had a pilot's license, would you get in the full suit and fly, or would you just be like, ah, man, I'm doing this in sweatpants? Absolutely not. Yeah, I would wear, no, I wouldn't wear the outfit. There's no. a name, the, the uniform. 
Right. The, no, the, absolutely the pilot, not. No, you outfit. just played a show. Right. And again, have you seen Maiden? Yes. I mean, they don't. Bruce stand doesn't st- stand there. No, he runs he all over. Still, he has so much energy and still out there doing it. They were uh, uh, again. It was the only time I got to see them. They came to USANA a few years ago, and no, it's legit, man. They're uh, they're legit. They rival. They rival all the. Gr- well, they are one of the greats. They are one of the greats for they're sure. Absolutely, they rival all the stage shows that you've. Yeah, you know that you've heard about. They, I mean, you know what's funny? Metal is just look. You can say what you want. It, you know, is it a little goofy sometimes? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's metal. It's supposed to be, but you can't. You, it, listen, there are no better shows. Right. Metal shows. Right. Right. It's, Even bands you don't like, they just. It's like you. Well, then again, though, Pitbull didn't have one explosion, and he was just as entertaining. That's so, actually. You know, he didn't have. I would expect there would be like fireworks going off nonstop on his show. But or no. did I miss? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think he did. All right. Anyway, Maiden and Pitbull. That should be the next tour. That. <laughs> could you imagine that? Not really. No. No. Not really. No. No. That would be. That would be interesting. Well, congratulations, Maiden, on their new album. What did I call it? Sinjitsu, I think, is what it is. Uh, the song that we played first was Stratego, and now this is called, or that song that we just played was called The Writing on the Wall. Iron Maiden, still kicking butt. And I'll, what I was going to say is, I listened back to that older stuff that when I was younger, I used to think was so heavy and so like, oh my gosh, how can someone like this? It's it's like, it's kind of bubblegummy in a way. I mean, it's still Maiden, and it's still cool, and it's still tough, but it's not as heavy as some of the music I hear today. But yet, it was considered like... Like okay, you know that there was a lot of guitar, if I remember. There's a I lot of guitar. a lot of guitar solos. Oh yeah, which is I. I mean, I don't remember why it didn't really click with me years sure. ago. Um, but there's a you know there's a great argument that again my buddies will have. Do they need three guitar players? No, no one needs three guitar oh, players. Take oh oh take no easy. one. <clears throat> there is not that much distortion. <laughs> Actually, there is. But do you know what kind of tuning issues two guitar players have together? Yes, I do, actually. I know you do. As a matter of fact, yeah. Add another one in there now. No, I know. Trust me. And a bass player. Yeah, there was a band I was in once. Yeah, we had three guitar players. Yeah, too much. What were you thinking? Because we we all we wanted to play together, right? So, okay. Yeah. Was it excessive? Yeah. Hey, I, what am I to talk about? I have a band that has two bass players in it. There so, you go. You know, there you go. It works out. No, I had sound guys. Uh, it would happen all the time. Like three guitar players, huh? Yeah. Okay. Morrissey's guitar player. I gave him uh, one of our records, and he went, "You got three guitar players." British. He's yeah, British. Right, That's what I'm doing. I like that. I said, yeah, yeah, three guitar players. He goes, and they're all playing the same chords, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> okay. much it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's loud. It's brilliant. But uh, three guitar players, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Look, three guitar players is not the norm. Two bass players aren't the norm. But but typically when you see three guitar players, you're like, why? Uh, it was just, again, it was that simple. We, um, we were friends. We started the band, and uh, I wanted my other buddy to be in the band, and he was a guitar player. Great. And you know what? Just ear-splitting live. Of course. Crushing. Yes. Is it too much? Probably. But you know, look, we're, we were, we're a hardcore band, look, so that's who, the point. Who's to say? The Grateful Dead had two drummers. Well, look at some of the band. Like, I'm not going to name names, but my God, some of these bands that are out, that uh, there's nine people in the band. And you right. go- you know what that touring entourage has to be horrible. Well, I'm not gonna the, lie. What am I gonna? You need uh, yeah. I, I I'm always. How many tour buses do you need? And 
A lot. Think of the royalty split and all the, mm-hmm. just, my God, really? Yeah. I don't know. We made $1 and we got to split it nine ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun times. All right, hey, we are going to just take a short break. Uh, I need to clear my throat. I've been coughing a little You're bit, so I need to fix that. Tonight. I am not sick. <clears throat> I just, I, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I just got to get a little water in my throat. So we're going to take a short break and be right back. You're listening to The Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone over there. What up? It is podcast form, so we can play music a little longer, and I kind of like that. Yeah, we can ramble on, boy. Yes, we can. We can. We're Sorry playing about some... it. No, don't be mad. We are playing classic Van Halen here. This is uh, off 1984's, well, it was 1984's album, 1984, wasn't it? Yeah. As a imagine that. Fact, yeah. Imagine how, imagine how that works. <laughs> yeah, clever name. I know. Brilliant. It's like the de- Department yeah. of Redundancy Department. <laughs> All right. Classic, so, yeah. Panama, of course, classic MTV Van Halen. And the reason why I wanted to come back with Van Halen, Trent, is our last show, you brought up an interesting kind of conversation that we had. And that was, you know, who's the better songwriter? Who, you know, was it uh, Beach Boys versus Beatles, right? Right. Well, I kind of wanted to bring up one of the holy grails, if you will, of debates about music. And that happens to be David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar Van Halen. And the reason why I want to do this is there's been a lot of Van Halen news in. And before we get to this DLR versus Sammy Hagar, let's kind of go over that. Um, just recently, let's start with, I cannot believe it has been a year. And this is mind-blowing to me, but it's been a year since Eddie Van Halen passed away. Yeah, that's shocking. It doesn't, it doesn't seem that long ago. It seems like it was just a few months ago that you know it shocked the whole world. Especially the music world. Remind me, he was he had cancer. He had cancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that along with it just happened, Sammy Hagar's birthday bash, which happens all the time down in uh, well, this time where was it? He was in the Catalina Casino in the Catalina Islands. This happened all over October seventh, eighth, and ninth. Sammy Hagar does his annual birthday bash, where basically Sammy Hagar comes out. He plays with the band The Circle, which had uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen in as his bass player. It had the guitar and keyboard god of the 80s and 90s, Tony McAlpine, Hmm. excuse me, on guitar and keyboards. And, of course, Sammy doing his thing, singing and playing guitar, playing all the songs from Montrose to, to to, to Solo Sammy to Van Halen Sammy to Chicken Foot to everything. I mean, let's be honest. Sammy Hagar's been doing music probably longer than I've been alive. As long as I've known about music, I've known about Sammy Hagar. Sure. Whether one of those last, one of those few, not few, one of those versions that I just mentioned there. Yeah. Whether it was Montrose, Solo, <clears throat> Van Halen, Chicken Foot, The Circle, whatever. And the last reason I wanted to bring it up, and this is kind of interesting, and you're going to get mad at me because I'm going to bring that band we're not supposed to talk to in again, but... David Lee Roth just announced, I'm throwing in the shoes, I'm retiring. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, I said that when we talked about it. Uh, I it didn't have. We're not going to say the name. We it didn't have anything to do with with that other band. No, uh, I it, swear. I again, I think he said that, referencing a Van Halen reunion, and after Eddie yeah. passed, you know, um, yeah, man. I, I again, I can't remember. Did I see some video of of them on the last tour? The voice was a little dodgy. Yes, right? yes, it was. Well, it's kind of. Let's be honest, since he left Van Halen, he did those two solo albums, uh, Eat Him and Smile, and, well, he did three, Crazy from the Heat, Eat Him and Smile, Skyscraper, I think there there was one or two more after that, but they didn't have the commercial success as those first three. And ever since then, he just hasn't been the same. Well, again, but how many years, uh, you're talking how many years uh, over the course of the three albums, right? I mean, I, I, right. I mean, my God, that's been 25, 20 years? I mean... Um, well, he's tur- he turned he just turned sixty seven a few days ago. It was October tenth. Now I know there's other bands out there that are doing it and they're older and still going. But David Lee Roth, when he hit the stage, it was one hundred and ten percent from the moment he left the stage. Again, those old videos of him jumping off the drum. Right. Ri- I mean, right. that was rocks. That I mean, rock star one hundred and one for that. You just you know there was no t- again. We uh, you know it's so funny because we talk about all these bands. And you're like, oh, this guy's the greatest front man. It's unbelievable how many amazing, talented people that we have seen. And he's one of them. Oh, absolutely. Hands down, one of the best front men ever. Now, uh, David Lee Roth, and I'm quoting here, he had mentioned he'd been thinking about, and I quote, the departure of my beloved classmate recently, which he's referring to, Eddie Van Halen, who you mentioned uh, had throat cancer, died on October 6th. Um, He also, the, the singer, David Lee Roth, also made his, Reference to his own mortality since he was turning 67 on October uh, 10th. He said, I am encouraged and compelled to really come to grips with how short time is, and my time is probably even shorter. Interesting. What do you think that means? He's. I don't know. Do you think that's based on, you know, I. Well, I was going to say, was he a partier? Yeah, he was a partier. Yeah. He's obviously no longer a partier. I don't know that I've followed that part of Is he like a recovery guy? I don't think guy? he is, no. I mean, I think he still goes out and you look at him and you still have those, like he's still crazy on stage, so you still think it's well, classic time and day. He's a recovery. But yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing good now. He smokes a lot. I wonder if he, you know, you always want, well, my God, some of these stories, right? It's like uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Not a word. Nobody knew he was ill. Nope. And just gone. Gone. You know, I mean, I hope it's not that. I you know I uh, hopefully he's not he's not um, hiding some illness too but um. I I'm sh- I I don't know I I really don't know but he goes on to say that he spends most days talking with Alex Van Halen the drummer of Van Halen that he talks to him sometimes two to five times a day and they just sure. talk about not necessarily getting together I'm sure it comes up but they just reminisce about the old times and what they've gone through and they specifically mention here and let me just find it really quick so I have it. He goes. He says right here, "quote Al and I have been talking, and I can't speak just for for him just yet, but he knows what I'm about to say." The vocalist added, "We speak to each other constantly, two to three times a day. We laugh like parrots." And he also mentioned about his uh, departure of, of course, Eddie Van Halen. I'm sure that was a tight subject, but they go on to talk about looking back and starting out. Five and a half years, let's see, which uh, Roth recalled Van Halen's lean early years, which covered the first five and a half years of the band's 
fabled history starting in 72 when the young musicians would make, and this is a band, 120 per night as a band. Spending most of that money on gas and splurging occasionally at a local diner, which of course was a Denny's in Pasadena, California. They would say they would show up sometimes at 3 in the morning with their $120 and order everything on the menu. All three of the banana splits they had, Grand Slam breakfast with the bacon and the ones with the sausage. Ross said his voice, with his voice rising, we pulled two tables together. The cops came walking in. This was Cop Town and asked, who are you all? I said, sir, we're a rock and roll band. He said, do you have enough money to pay for all this? And they pulled out $125 of uh, green money and uh, swore at the green, cops. Green money. Yes, swore at the cops. <clears throat> well, uh, okay, so we've talked about this. I mean, do do they need the money? Probably not. No, they don't need the money. And let's be honest, this is a very tender topic I know with people. Yeah. Can bands go on without members? Some. Some. I mean, we've seen it. ZZ Top, Rolling Stones, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Even Van Halen. But can you do Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen? Not without Eddie. Not without Alex. That's my point. I mean, I look. No disrespect to Alex, but no. But Eddie's the star. Can you do Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen? No. But I think the only way you could is if is if Wolfie played guitar. But he said he had no interest in doing that. I just that's one of those that I know that bands do it, and I know it works. But if there is an exception to the rule. Isn't that it? Van Halen yeah. without Eddie Van Halen. I mean... No, it's it's not going to happen. I just, I don't know. I can't think of too many other uh, musicians, bands that... Well, I guess Rush, we've talked about, without Neil. Yeah, they're not going on. Even though Neil was not the original drummer. Sure, but but now... But that's what everyone I mean, knows, I just, yeah. I, 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 I guess they could, but... Um, they're not going to. Yeah, I don't know. That's a class. Uh, you're in a class of your own that you, you know, when you can't be replaced. And uh, no, you're not. So I wanted to bring this up and 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 back to the the kind of from last week when you or two weeks ago when you threw that threw that at me. I want to see what your take is. It's an ongoing debate that never seems to end. David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar. What oh, wow. what do would you take? See, this is what's terrible about this. Uh, there's no right answer. I mean, so I didn't like, you know, when the when Van Halen came out, I'm not going to say the band name again, but I was obsessed with this other 70s band that wore makeup. Right. So I just missed the Van Halen boat. Sure. And uh, when I discovered them, it was 1984, MTV. Oh, absolutely. That was it. Jump. Hot for Teacher, Panama. Oh, yeah. My sort of introduction was... And then was, he left right after that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was the album before 1984? Was it Diver Down? Maybe. Might have been so Diver I think Down? maybe I sort of uh, got into them before 1984. But anyway, I was more of a fan at the time with Hagar. Okay. However, now, in hindsight, maybe it's just because I listened to too much Van Hagar Sure. When I was a teenager, I tend to enjoy the Roth stuff, some of the Roth stuff more. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying is I haven't any idea what okay. the answer is. Well, there's a, lot, there's a lot of different sides to this. I would agree 100% that David Lee Roth is probably one of the best, if not the best, frontman ever. And a lot of bands throughout the 80s 
modeled their frontman after David Lee Roth. So everybody on Sunset Boulevard wanted to be that. Absolutely. And and rightfully so. The man was amazing as a frontman. He is the quintessential frontman. Now, their songs were fun. They were party songs. They're great songs now. But now the flip side. When Sammy came in, I really think Van Halen changed their sound. And they focused more on hit songs. Okay, so interesting. Maybe you know this. Who sold, not that this means anything, who sold more records? Uh, David Lee Roth. $57 million. To to Sammy Hagar's twenty seven million. Yes. Now, okay. So now let's talk about hits, and I'm going to get to do my part from last week. I love it. <clears throat> What's the biggest Van Halen album? 1984. 1984. Van Halen one. Van. I mean, come on. But but my point. Fifty one fifty. Yeah. First one with Hagar. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why can't this be love? Dreams. Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. Yep. Nineteen eighty four. Jump. Panama. Hot for teacher, I'll wait. Yeah. Nobody talks about I'll wait. Really? We're well, talking about hits? I those, think you need to go back, records. Go back to 5150 because you're forgetting a few. You're forgetting, uh, did you put Dreams in there? Yes. Did you put Summer Nights in there? No, I, but that's one best of, I mean, Love Walks In. Uh, Love Walks In's another one off that record. So if uh, we're talking hits, I guess we have to say 5150, 5150 had, more hits. had more hits than 84. But is there a bigger song than Jump? Boy, or, nah, hold up. I don't Hot know. for Teacher? I, I don't know. Is the, there a bigger, uh, who doesn't know? Oh my God, Hot for Teacher should probably be on the Do Not playlist. <laughs> Shouldn't it? Yes. That guitar solo, I mean, the drum, come on. Can we play the drum thing? Can we play the. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. The, the hot for teacher thing? All right, hold on. Let me get it up here. Let me get it, right. let me get it going. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what it's supposed to sound like, right? You know what it's supposed to The, the drums are supposed to resemble a Harley, a motor. I have no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> That's to, really what it is. Yes. No it's, idea. It's, it's, it's Alex Van Halen mimicking a, a motorcycle. Are you, no kidding. Yeah. My God, you yeah. learn something every day. You know what's How interesting? How do you know this? I know this. Okay. I know this stuff. Ironically, Roth did one. So they did Van Halen, Van Halen 2, Women and Children First, Fair Warning, Diver Down, 84. So that's six albums. Now, if you count the the times that Hagar was in and out, let's count up to Van Halen 3 where Gary Sharon took over, which we don't really talk about. I checked out. Uh, 5150, OU812. There was Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge live right here, right now. So technically, that's... Four albums. So Roth actually did more records before. I mean, uh, well, and plus a different kind of truth when Roth came back. So that's seven to Sammy's four. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to stick with Roth simply because. uh, The fun party band. I loved 5150, but I I started to lose interest on OU812. Okay. When It's Love is great. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, they, st- I just, I, I don't know. I got to stick with Roth because, all right, here we go. Well, what, what, what's your answer? My answer is actually Hagar completely. Interesting. I think, I think they grew up a little bit more with songwriting. Their songs became more serious, not so much the party band, but they had not, but again, you just proved, uh, the hit songs 
off 5150 as opposed to 1984 is, I think there's three or four more hit songs off 5150 than 84. But Roth sold more albums. But let's talk about, okay, those two records, but... I mean, again, going back into the cat here, the, uh, the classic argument: they wouldn't have had a chance to do it with Hagar, nope, without Roth, nope. No, you were absolutely right. Dance the night away, Unchained, ain't talking about love, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. What's the okay? So there it is. You ready? There's no right answer. There's okay. no wrong answer. <clears throat> what is the greatest Van Halen song of all time? Oh, three three tries. Um. If you're going by cells, it would be jump. Wrong. Okay. It would be... Am I at least on the right album? Not at all. No, okay. Then we're going to go back to Van Halen 1. Okay. And we are going to choose... Um, oh, wait, I'm spacing on the name of it. Running with the Devil or You Really Got Me, which is a cover. Wrong. Eight Talking About Love. Almost. But Almost. Wrong, but wrong. Okay. Unchained. Mm. Unchained. Okay. I okay. mean, ain't, listen, ain't talking about love. It's in a it's in a dogfight for sure. It could go either way. Uh, Unchained, my goodness, come on. That's off of uh, is that a fair warning? I think it's uh, or women and children yeah, first. Fair warning. It is. And then, do we know a guitar player anywhere in the world where eruption? Oh, it, it changed everyone's life. I mean, I wasn't at that point even a guitar player. And I knew that song. And I think it, well, now that I'm saying that, I think they absolutely, that was absolutely one of the reasons I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Really? I mean, oh my God, Eruption, that's like Stairway to Heaven. It's, well, yeah, it's everybody's reason. When they first heard that, it was blown away. I mean, they, they were blown away by it. I mean, come on. It's, no, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, again, and I, 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 I loved Van Hagar, but. Um, See, it's interesting because the 5150, the OU812, uh, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, all of those had more grown-up songs and more songs on the radio in movies. They, I mean, they kind of just they went out a little bigger. You know, the band was no longer the party band with that crazy frontman. Even though Sammy was still pretty crazy, especially on that first fifty-one fifty tour, but he was not Roth crazy. Did you see them? I did on fifty-one fifty. I did, yeah. Salt Palace. Yep, I was there. See, why can't I remember? I, I, I can't. I think I who opened. I don't remember. I didn't even care at that time. For some reason, when I we were talking about Eddie Van Halen passing away, and I said I never got to see Van Halen. Okay. Did I you think see that I may have seen Fifty One Fifty because I was obsessed with that record. Now, maybe but are you thinking you may, might maybe saw Live Without a Net because that came out shortly after you know they were here. I can't right remember. Before. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, wait a minute, did I? I can't remember if I actually saw them or. Do you remember MTV played? Uh, they had what? It was like Saturday Night Concerts oh, or whatever. Yeah. And yes. they played. They played live with that. And I that. recorded that on yes. my VHS recorder. Yeah. And I watched that 700 times. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with Van Hagar, but now uh, I got to go. Roth. Ain't unchained. Okay. Look, unchained, man. And, and again, there really is. That's what's so great about nope. this. There's no wrong answer because both versions, and we're not going to count the third version. Who's a better singer? Oh, Sammy. Sammy's a better singer. Probably have to go with you on that. Uh, he's more trained. He There was a lot of tuning issues with David Lee Roth, not meaning, not meaning they had to tune his vocal, meaning they tuned the band to his vocal. 
Well, there's another you know, example we've talked about. When you're playing live and you're jumping all over the place, yeah. you're going to hit a note. Yeah, of course. You're going to get winded. You're going to screw up. You're going to, you know, and yeah. I guess a bottle of Jack Daniels probably isn't going to help the cause. Nope, nope, nope. Michael Anthony was cool, too. Yeah, he was. Remember the bait, the Jack Daniels bass? The Jack bay? Daniels oh bass. Was... I used were... to joke that when he got in his 70s, it would be a Pepto-Bismol bass instead oh, yeah, of a Jack a Daniels. Point. Yeah. They were so cool. Oh, man, of course they were. They were just so uh, He had a mullet roll. that was rocking, you know, it's, it still does. But does he not seem like the nicest guy? He's like your neighbor. I've actually, so on the You're... Van Halen 3 tour with Gary Sharon singing, I, I uh, was playing with a guy who knew Eddie. So playing with a piano player, a local guy named Rich Wyman, great friend. He did some work with Eddie. Um, Valerie's Bertinelli's, who's Eddie's wife at the time, his brother lived here in Park City, David. And they were friends. So we got to go to that concert, and we got the royal backstage treatment. So you met them all. I did. First one I met going back there was Michael Anthony. And he was just laid back, talking to me like I, I, he'd known me forever. He's like your uncle. Yeah, it He's wasn't. just your friendly neighbor. No. Nicest down-to-earth guy. It wasn't egotistical at all. It was just like, hey, man, you know, cool. Yeah, man, why can't this be love, though? That was my, and dreams, I don't know. I don't I know. know. Can I change my answer? I don't know. There's, there's not. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why this, this is, is this, fun. this is the big debate because both of them have so much positive and very little negative. So then, why? How many albums for each? Then why did Roth sell more? Roth, I think because more albums. I Roth, was just. A, I didn't. I blacked out. You Roth had six se- seven. Four. Seven. If oh, you okay. include the latest, uh, a different kind of truth. Uh, Sammy had four. Before he left and then, you know, came back and then they did both singers for a while. I mean, it was that also doesn't always mean anything. Right. Because no. one album could sell the right. same amount as, you know, right. Six of them. Some of those records from the 90s, 80s, where they sold 14 million copies, you know. And I would honestly say and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that would disagree with me, but I'm sure 1984 outsold women and children first and probably fair warning. Yeah, that's probably fair. You know, so 84 was just a massive record, and then, of course, Roth left. Well, and uh, yeah, remember how everybody was – it was insane that their big song, Jump, right, was a keyboard. Well, that's part of the reason <laughs> it was why – yeah. blasphemy, right? Right. That's part of the reason why Roth left. He didn't want to go down the keyboard route. He wanted to stay as that rock band, that, you know, bass, drums, guitar. Well, you know what? It, they were right. That's what hooked me. Right? I saw Jump, and it's like, my goodness, what is this? But I think, and we're going back to our, our youth here, but MTV really helped Van Hagar, if you will. And Eddie Van Halen played the solo on Beat It. That's right. Right? I'm not making that no. up. Okay. No, there's a story where he actually went in. And I, I, I know we're supposed to get, take a little break here, but he I'll just tell this really quick. He did two solos, two takes right. on that solo. They took the second one. That's right. I, you can hear, if you search hard enough, you can find the first solo. But he, like, someone released it. One of the engineers, I'm sure, put it out. But the second take he did was the one they kept. And he came into the studio carrying a six pack of beer. And he basically said, When this is done, I'm gone. Is that true? Some, I've heard that story. Wow. So it doesn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't know that that was him for many years. And, and yeah, duh, uh, you listen to him, and it's like, no, of course. Of course, now. No, that's, yeah. Even Michael Jackson knew. Sure. There you go. Okay. All right. We are going to take a short break. I'm Johnny Lightfoot. That is Trent. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Johnny Lightfoot One. Trent Do still doesn't have, have one. It? Nope. Go ahead. At Johnny Lightfoot One there for Trent, too. There it is. Hey, you know what? 
if you have an idea, throw it out to us on Twitter. Let us know if there's a band you want us to talk about. We're quite knowledgeable, and we if we don't, we'll find it and, and do it. We think it's a great idea. We're going to take a short break. We will be right back. You're listening to The Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back, 97.5, 1280 The Zone in podcast form. This is The Music and Concert Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What up? You're listening to a band that I liked but never loved, but they have a lot of hits. Man. We're talking about Jimmy Eat World, and uh, this song is called, well, you don't know this song. This is the middle. This was like one of the big songs probably used, I think, in the American Pie series, those movies. Was it really? I think so. Yeah, I could I be. I think you're right. Yeah. Don't quote me. I could be wrong. Yeah. No, this is, again, if we're going to do a throwback album. 2001 is when this came out. July. Actually, to be exact, July 24th, 2001. Trent. And this record was everywhere. It was everywhere. Originally titled Bleed American which is uh, w- one of the lead singles off of this record. This was the fourth studio album by, of course, the awesome American rock band Jimmy Eat World, released on Dream Records, a uh, DreamWorks Records. Now, Trent, check this out. Uh, most people may remember this album as actually being called Jimmy Eat World. You know what? Yeah, I forgot about that until you brought it up. So due to the uh, September 11th attacks in New York and Washington, um, and uh, the other one, I can't. I'm spacing where that one was. Was that Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. One of those two. Um, they changed it from Bleed American to Jimmy Eat World. In fact, the Jimmy Eat World title stayed until 2008 upon its re-release with the original title returned. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I know most people just remember it as, you know. Jimmy Eat World. It was that. It was eight years. You said before eight, they changed it. Back. Seven, seven, eight years. Seven years. Yeah, yeah. Which could be really confusing to the buyer. Well, it's packed full of hits, right? If you listen to um, alternative music, I mean, oh. it's nonstop. I, again, I'm not going to lie to you, man. That song, the middle. Yeah. I could. I could go. You're. You're. It, it's overplayed. I'm over it. I'm it's over been it. overplayed yeah, for I'm sure. Over it. It's but a that's great why song. That's yeah. why they're. Uh, famous because yes. that that was the I mean I actually had um, I had a couple uh, were there two records before that there was a uh, this one was or the two. fourth studio record from yeah, them, so I there had, was at least three I had a couple records from them early on and they're and I think they're better in some ways probably just because I'm not uh, you know I got not tired overplayed of the, right, right. Yeah, sure. and, but so then they they're consistently as we're going through their records they have they're just a hit factory they are and it's it's, his factory they're they're in that power punk you know three chords kind of the end of grunge and now all of a sudden this power punk thing came in and uh i started really liking it is it power punk they're so malo it's like i would pop pop punk punk, maybe emo i consider them emo emo punk i guess i consider them in the same vein as green day oh interesting you know see i don't think they're as punk as green day i think they're but they're more um yeah, I don't know. I guess I could see that, maybe in a way. They're, well, yeah, they're in that flair. To me, Green Day, Jimmy Eat World, maybe Jimmy Eat World's a little more commercial. Well, I can't even say that because, man, Green Day has a lot of hits, too, and a lot of airplay. And uh, Jimmy Eat World is, yeah, they're, they just have a, I don't know, they, they have didn't a different hit vibe. The, I don't think they hit the stardom of Green Day. 
That's probably fair. But uh, they had, like you said, they were a hit factory that just completely killed it. And if you are listening to this on Wednesday, they are in concert tonight. Where tonight, are they, Trent? The Union Event Center. Where's that? <clears throat> With Taking Back Sunday. It used to be. Um, Oh, why are you going to put me on the spot? It used to be the Rail Event Center. Okay, so downtown Salt Lake. Oh, God, right? really? Now you have a 500 West, 235 North. There you go. The Union Event Center. And, um, yeah, Taking Back Sunday, also another, you know, great band from from that era. I have to probably go with Jimmy World. I was more familiar with them. I, and yeah. again, going through their hit, my God, like, who did they come with at Usonic a few years ago? They opened for... Oh, I don't even remember. Third Eye Blind or really? Matchbox 20, one of those bands. Okay. They, they were, I thought they stole the show, to be honest. Futures, throw that on. Turn that up. The song Future, I don't mean you literally. But no, I know what you mean. Listening, throw that on. Futures or, um, what is it? For me, This Is Heaven is a great man. They're just, yeah. Uh, sure and Certain a couple of years ago was on a record. Awesome, awesome band. And okay. they're great live. Yeah, And of they look, again, they just... They got swagger. I know a lot of people love this band in their quote unquote college, high school and college years. Yeah, if you were in the late yep. late nineties, early two thousand. That this was like your you know your holy grail band. Everyone loved this band, and I can see why. Tons and tons of hits, uh, great songs. It was definitely a song songs of a generation for sure. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, in concert tonight. Tonight, and uh, tickets are still available, I believe. Awesome. Well, as of now, when you hear this, probably not, but. You know. All right, so our vintage vinyl is obviously not necessarily on vinyl. Maybe it is now, but uh, oh, it's got to be. It's got to be right. Come on, I'm sure of it. All right, well, hey, let's get into the upcoming concert schedule presented this week by Live Nation. Of course, I mean, why wouldn't why it wouldn't be? it be Come right? On. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to do some shows here, actually coming to Vivant, that I'm excited about. This is uh, October 23rd, so just in a few days, Dan and Shay. So if you're a country music fan, Dan and Shay, that was rescheduled from October 16th of 2020. So almost, actually, over a year later, and they're Tequila. back. Tequila? Yeah? Oh. Come on. Dan and Shay great, right? Who's tired of that? Nobody's tired of that song. No. Tequila? Anthemic right there. And then uh, October 30th, Andre Bocelli is coming. Legendary. Oh, I mean, come on. This is at Vivint. That is just this month. We'll, I think we'll leave away what's coming in November. We'll get to those later in podcast. But just a kind of a sneak peek, Jim Gaffigan. We're going to have Luke Combs. We're going to have uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. There's so much coming in the next few months, but we'll get to those at a later time. What are some other shows coming, Trent? Well, sticking uh, sort of in this uh, vein, I was just um, thinking that Silverstein is coming to the depot. What is okay. it? November 13th. Okay. Sort of same genre. And then what's the other one I was just thinking? August of? Burns Red on the 16th are going to be at that's the Complex. That's this weekend. Yeah, that's yep. this weekend. Um, coming up on the 19th at the Complex, Flogging Molly with the Violent Femmes. That's, uh, that's a legendary band. Both of them are, actually. Yeah. Oh. I mean, whether you like them or not, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've had many people. They are the Violent Femmes. They're like beside themselves to see them, and it's an outside show. Is it really? Yeah, it's outside. Wow. Yeah. Wear a coat. 
Uh, hopefully not. But yeah, I would think packing a jacket would probably be wise. Be so. definitely wise. For oh, and sure. a day to remember too is is Thursday. They're great. This Thursday at Saltaire, a day to remember. Outstanding. That's Again, October fourteenth. If, like, if you like a good rock show, they they also have a shtick that you can't top. Man, the guy can scream, but he's also melodic. Cool. Smooth. He's just melody awesome. I love it. So still some great shows coming just because the summer concert series is over, just because, excuse me, just because uh, USANA has shut down for the season. Concerts are still moving indoors and some are still outdoors, as Trent just mentioned. But the concert schedule still rocks on. Concerts are still happening. I love it. You can still see shows throughout the next year into next summer. We got we got dates booked. I know Trent's got dates booked until next summer already, so... We're not going to talk about them tonight. But no, still. we can't get into them, but uh, I can tell you some big, big, big names. Cool. So, All right. Well, we like to thank everybody for listening. We've had a great time just kind of talking. We went a little longer than normal, but hey, guess what? We can do that now. We don't ha- we're don't. we not tied to commercials, and we're in podcast form. Welcome back. Yes. It's thank good, you. Uh, I'm, uh, it's good to see you again. It's good to be back on uh, – podcast form again as we mentioned at the start of the show we're hoping to be back on the air once the uh, ksl merger is completely complete and uh until then definitely keep following us right here on the 1280 the zone podcast form on and you can find it obviously under shows the music and concert zone all right i am johnny lifett i've been talking way too long and rambling way too much he is trent falcone this is the music and concert zone all day